You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdown Podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. Um, I am your co-host, most host, uh, 75% host, Asa Smith. Um, we are joined this evening by uh, 25% co-host, uh, Greg Sardarian, to talk about football and football. Um the big news is being uh, the uh, hiring of, of course, uh, a new manager for Tottenham and uh, in the football world, uh, a funny tweet went around, so we talked about it. Um, thank you to our sponsors, the Anchor app, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group uh, for all your HR and employment law needs. Check out the Smith Workforce Management Group. You can find them at smithworkforce.com. So let's get right to it with Greg. How's it going, Coach? It's going well. What are we recording? Uh, you have not heard the news, so many of our listeners might not know this news either. But Spurs have a manager. Uh, oh, good. Was it? Is it me? It's not you. Are you <laughs> sure? Uh, I guess it's possible you are Nuno Espiritu Santi. Yeah, that's my uh, Italian name. Mm-hmm. Portuguese close because Spurs can only have Portuguese coaches. Is he defensively minded too? He was a goalkeeper. Oh, well, I think that's better. Could be. What if I told you that uh, he got his under Jose Mourinho? That's right. Nuno Espiritu Santo uh, got his job at Porto when Jose Mourinho was there. Excellent. Wonderful. This is all going to go fantastic. I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're doing this. Uh, but there actually is some good news about this. Uh, you might not know this, but the gig he had before this was at Wolves, which means, that's right, my friend, it is possible that Owen Otisawi is coming to White Hart Lane. 
Uh, I want nothing more and also don't believe a single second of that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that it's possible. But it does show a certain willingness to just let people do stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> letting Owen be Owen. Dolly be Dolly like that. That'd be great. And a certain commitment to uh, non-positional flexibility. Right. So the, the actual, his, his system is, is a, um, sexually, uh, at least based on what I know of him, um, a super attacking three, four, three. So, um, so you, you have an additional center back, which is iffy because I think Spurs right now have one center back. I trust, um, but then everybody else's job is to just get forward and score goals. So, um, I think that I think that this is exciting. We're at least getting back to more of a not be crazy defensive point of view, which I like. Yeah, I mean it's definitely more it's definitely more fun football to watch. Uh, when does the transfer window open and close? It opened June 9th for the Premier League, and it closes uh, at the end of August. So he has about two months um, to get his get his side in. Um, if you assume that Harry Kane is gone, which I do and you do, um, yeah. then and you assume that Gareth Bale is not coming back, which again I do and you do. Yep. Um, so I think that he would basically need to go out and get two center backs forward because I think with Brevine or, or Sonny is obviously your left wing. Um, yep. You know the wing backs are fine. I think Reggion and and Doherty would be would be fine. Doherty came from Wolves, I think, in the first place, um, so he's certainly comfortable. And then you got um, Hoybier and Ndombele in the middle of of the of the four. So I think you'd really just need a, a center forward and two center backs, um, which for 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 a transfer window coming off of a pretty disappointing season, I, I don't think it's terrible. Yeah, especially with the – I mean, if they actually do sell Harry Kane uh, with the amount of money that they're going to get from that, you should be able to get – I would assume you can get all three of those guys off that one fee. Certainly. Rumors that um, Marcus Turum, who we've we've talked about before, yep. um, who was a forward for France who didn't fuck up a penalty. Kill I was him. about to say, I I swear to God, I just watched him play, and that's what he did. He took the uh, like the fourth penalty for France. Yep, yep. Um, so he he came on like super late in that game, like the 111th minute, I think, because he's a he's notably good at penalties. Right. Yep. They uh-huh. were mentioning that. Yeah, so so he's he's a he's a guy who can who can maybe come in and play that center forward position. Um, we'll need a second because I, I doubt Carlos Vinicius is coming back, or or they're gonna activate that release clause um, or the buy clause because he played. I, I... Uh, I lost you at Carlos Vinicius. Oh, so uh, wonderful! I, I bet that that was a really good for radio. Um, the the idea is that that the, I think they need two center forwards. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, Carlos Vinicius, I, I don't think, played particularly well um, in that backup role. So I think that they're going to need someone um, to come in and be the starter and someone to come in and back them up, um, which which means that you need two center forwards, two center backs, and probably another winger. Oh, so if uh, this is a 
manager who is, you know, higher on Americans probably than others. Uh, I happen to know a center forward who might be playing in a league that isn't quite challenging enough for him yet. Is it? Uh, is it? Is it Josh Sargent? It's not, but that's also a good point. Uh, I was thinking of DK. Uh, I mean, DK is <laughs> like the backup or like the the backup center forward or even the um, like the cup center forward would be awesome. Yeah, the, I didn't think of the, it as a, didn't think the, it as a starter. Yeah. Uh, so for the listeners who can hear Taco barking in the background, uh, Taco is terrified of the vacuum, and the vacuum is just out right now. It is not currently on. It has not been on in hours, and it is nowhere near him, but he wants me to know that the evil vacuum is out. So uh, for those of you listening at home, Taco the dog, not yes. a huge fan. Not a huge fan of vacuums. I believe if we're going back to uh, my original uh, introduction of the dogs, he was dog number two. He's the little brown one. The the little brown one. Uh, you can check out our our uh, our Twitter, which is tls underscore n underscore tds, where uh, the various dogs have been uh, presented. Retweeted. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. The, me- the media tab. You will find them eventually. Uh, yes. Um, do, do they have like an official official name, the dogs? Or like they have the touch dogs? Uh, well, so my sister has just taken to calling them the DTC. Uh, <laughs> DTC, you know me. Um, because it's Daisy, Taco, and Chalupa. Okay. And then I've also heard Daisy and the Tex-Mex because we have a taco and a chalupa. Okay, Daisy. Da- uh, so, okay. So maybe maybe like a Tex-Mex with a flower on the table? Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. It's Dia de la Muerte. Okay, uh, but no pan de leche at this point that Not we yet. are aware of. Not yet. No, uh, well, I apparently just attract them. So at some point, maybe one just shows up. So uh, stay tuned. We might have a pan and a de leche. To go with our de la Conrad. Right. Or de and, la our, and our de la Torre. And de la Torre. Except I think uh, that's not Spanish, is it? De la Torre yeah, is. I'm... For some reason, I thought that was Portuguese. Uh, I, I will admit to not knowing uh, the various uh, surnames, Some... origins of the Iberian Peninsula. Well... What else is? Uh, I thought we knew. I thought we knew Euro geopolitical history on this podcast. We, but we don't know naming conventions. I mean, strictly speaking, uh, our our new manager's full name is Nuno Orlander Simoes Espiritu Santo. Um, I I have no I and I I don't understand how his last name is what Holy Ghost. Is that right? I was going to say, uh, this sounds familiar, and I don't think it's for the reasons that I want, that I think it is. Uh, uh, I think that is, like, Holy Spirit? Holy Ghost? I mean, I, I, I've, I've watched enough Godfather to know that it's uh, Espiritu Santi. So yeah, that's, that's Latin. Right, so as Portuguese is, is notably, notably Latin-esque, uh, yeah, he might be. Uh, he might be his last. His surname might be Holy Ghost. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. We apologize for some technical difficulties related to the recording of this 
now we go fast forward to where Greg and I uh, picked up. We decided to take any of this out of context because I feel like we've gotten a couple of uh, decent sound bites that people are <laughs> we're not going to like without uh, explanation around them. Like, we already have a son yelling excitedly, or he's the little brown one. I feel like that one's going to be more of an issue. Yeah, well, uh, I guess don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> we'll just deal with We'll cross that bridge when we get to it, whatever. Uh, yeah, we'll deal with it in post. It's fine. Uh, we're not going to deal with it in post. No, we um, don't know how to deal with it in post. That's true. Um, so the so anyway, so we, we need to figure out uh, who is the father, because we have a son and we have a Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, I mean, the obvious choice was Harry, but he's gone. So actually, I mean, the, the obvious, obvious choice is Gareth, because obviously you know, old. Um, but now I, I mean, I guess Hugo Larice is ancient. Yeah, I was going to say Larice. Um I mean, you could, I guess, make an argument for Dan Levy, but Larice is probably the better, uh, better choice right now. Uh, and also, do do we feel at all weird about putting the the father figure here on the man who probably does not believe in the son or the Holy Spirit? No, I'm okay with that. All right, cool. Um, There's we can we can again Wikipedia trails we can get there. Uh probably. Um, so the oldest, the oldest player on the team is, is Hugo Lloris. Um, yep. but he actually, the, there was some rumor that he was gone. Uh, so I think that possibly we got to go with, um, I, oh, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I just figured it out. You might not know this, but, uh, and, and dear listener, I assume you don't know this. Um, uh, but there is a person on Twitter whose name I don't know who uh, goes around calling Ben Davies, Daddy Davies. Uh, So. What do you mean mean whose name you don't know? Do you just know his name is Twitter at? Or just Twitter at? No, I I, like, I, she, it's like, she, she gets retweeted through like Spurs Twitter land. But like, I never like pay attention to it. I always just click the video where she's talking to Ben Davis. She's like, hey, can I call you daddy? And he laughs and is like, sure. Oh, she asked him? <laughs> yeah, she like was at a meet and greet and was like, hi, I call you Daddy Davis. Can I call you Daddy Davis? And he was like, sure. I mean, it's probably not the first time that he's been asked if he can be called Daddy. He's a good looking man. I mean, he's a good looking man. He's not our first choice left back, but you know. Well, Definitely. Not, not on our uh, <laughs> roster charts, but in our hearts. I didn't mean to make that rhyme, but... Ben Davis, number 33 in your playbook, number one in your hearts, number two on your depth chart. Yep, that's it. Yeah, you good with that? <laughs> yep. Um, and so that that's good. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm, I'm happy with... So we, 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 have, we have the Father, we have the Son, we have the Holy Spirit. Uh, so good job, Tottenham, uh, the club in England most associated with the Jews. I was going to say, we have the uh, the historically Jewish club is now Catholic AF. Uh, I believe it's Catholic FC. I'm, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it could also be AC, but I don't know if England does that. I think that's more of a uh, Iberian Peninsula thing. Um, I, I, I think that they they do AD. It's not AC. It's, it's Anno Domini, not Anno Christ. 
I was saying athletic. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Just making sure. Just making sure. (laughs) Um, so, so in terms of, in terms of this, so going back to the actual, like, we have a manager now, um, Oh, you mean the important, like, factual <laughs> part of this story? I actually think that the most important part of this story was the part where we talked about your dog. I think the most important part is, oh, my God, we have a son. Because if your <laughs> wife ever decides to file for divorce, that's going to come up. It might. It might. But uh, as of now, she's unaware of our son. So it's fine. And she only listens to every episode. So I'm sure this will go well. Uh, and today's Wednesday. Cool. So we, uh, well, you had a good run till, uh, Thursday, <laughs> July 1st. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as long as you make it to July 1st, it's like, uh, it's like residency day, you know, like, like for, for medical professionals. So it starts a new year, a new fiscal year for, for hospitals. Um, I was going to say, uh, roster bonus. You made it to your roster bonus. Yeah. Haha. Uh, so, uh, congratulations to Asa for making it to July 1st. We're very excited. Um, and I, uh, I'm very sorry to all of our listeners who were very invested um, in the whole thing. But now Greg and I can run away together with our it's, son. Uh, with our son. And also, <laughs> our, and also our niches. Yes. And apparently three dogs. Uh, I thought, yeah, apparently three dogs. I, I, I'm cool with it. Although uh, I, I don't think Taco likes me very much. Well, Taco doesn't like a lot of things. We're working on it. Yeah. Uh, we had... We've recently had surgery to kind of fix the aggression. If you know, if you're picking up what I'm going down, <laughs> if you're picking up what I'm putting down, it's also uh, apparently what you know Real Madrid suggested Sergio Ramos have, but he said no, and he's going to leave instead. Starting that rumor. Starting that rumor, uh, and also uh, I heard a rumor that, um, and I didn't hear a rumor. I'm making this up, but uh, Sergio Ramos, big fan of Tottenham. So yeah, no, uh, well known. Yeah, the the Spanish guy who grew up playing and basically has only played for Real Madrid has always harbored a secret love for Tottenham. So he's gonna he's gonna sign there. Uh, you know, as soon as he re- he's released from his current Madrid contract. Yeah, it it it, it makes sense. Um, but what's unfortunate about that, like just talking about like people who are who are secret Spurs fans. Um, Jack Grealish actually is a Spurs fan. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I that was kind of wild to find out, and also, I mean, it's it's not moving to Manchester City, but like, isn't the whole thing as if he goes to Manchester City, he's expected to come off the bench mostly. So, uh, Cavs, we we want you to start. We want you to play a lot. Uh, we want you to play someplace that's better than Aston Villa. So, really, the only logical explanation here is is for you to sign with Spurs. Uh, I see, I see no problems with that. Um, and it's clear, like, look, obviously, obviously we got to have somebody to, to replace the, the playmaking, the, the deep drop of, of Mr. Harry Kane and who better, who better than Cavs himself, Jack Grealish. I mean, if you really want to appeal to his vanity, just tell him we need somebody to replace Gareth, replace Gareth's hair. Yeah, I actually think that that's probably the way to go. I assume like, that's going to work better. <laughs> Jackie, or it's like, hey, Jackie, would you like to be a hero to, to, to White Hart Lane? Eh. Hey, Jackie, do you want to play for that team that you always wanted to play for? Eh. Jackie, do you want to be known as the guy who replaced Gareth Bale's hair? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> but better. It's better now. It's uh, better. I don't know if you saw that when I just sent to the uh, group thread about um, Jack Grealish's hair 
being strikingly similar to Kira Knightley's hair during the hit 2000 whatever the fuck it was film Bend It Like Beckham, but uh, they have the exact same. It's it's identical. Uh, so yeah, I did see that. Uh, Jack Grealish, uh, also known as uh, Kira Grealish, or are we going to go with Jack Knightley? Jack Knightley. Jack Knightley. Um, so speaking of Beckham, um, and we'll we'll post that picture to the Twitter account uh, so that everybody can see it. But um, speaking of Beckham, when during the uh, oh right, England played Germany yesterday. They won. Good job, England. Um, <laughs> during that, after all the shit we've given them, yeah, good job. We uh, we're really proud of you guys. That was, uh, that, was good, that was good work. Good work. Um, so they 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 showed a shot, and David Beckham was sitting next to Ed Sheeran. Which is the cruelest thing I can imagine. For Ed Sheeran? Like, yes. Like, a good-looking man looks, sits next to David Beckham and you're like, oh, that guy's not that great-looking. Ed Sheeran, while being incredibly popular and probably the most uh, successful musician of his era uh, in terms of listens, is not a good-looking man. No. No, he's not. No. And he had to sit next to David Beckham during a football match that was probably viewed, I, I don't know, what do we want to say 10 million people? 15 million people? I think that's, no, that's being conservative. Uh, are, you, are you just saying in the U.S.? No, I, I, yeah, maybe I'm being low. Like, let's say, let's, say, let's say 30 million, okay? Let's say, what's the population of Germany? What's the population of England? Let's start with half of each of those. Okay. Uh, the population of England... In the year of Tim Tebow's board. board. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 55 million. Okay, so we're sitting at least 20 million viewed it. The population of Germany in 2019, so I don't, I don't have 2020 for us, is 83. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, that's lower than I thought it would be. All right. So, so, yeah, so we're looking at, like, easily 50 million people watching that game. Yeah. Okay. Easily. 50 million people had to look at Ed Sheeran, and the first thought that crossed their mind was not, this is one of the greatest recording artists of my generation. Not, this is the guy who was, who was for some reason, in Game of Thrones. No. They had to look at him and say, man, that guy's ugly. <laughs> because, <laughs> and it's not his fault. Because, I, like, you could put you could put supermodels next to Bex, and you'd be like, eh, they're not that great. Like, I, I, I hesitate to, to imagine what I would look like next to David Beckham. Like, some mix between, like, Donkey from Shrek and an anti-Semitic cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, it's not anti-Semitic if that's actually what you look like, though, right? Like, that, at that point, it's just a... It's just, just a it's fact. Just, just reality. Yeah, um, if, it, if I take a picture of you, you can't say that I'm being anti-Semitic. I, that's a factual representation <laughs> of what you look like, even if uh, the nose is still huge. Uh, look who's talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm not claiming to be. I'm not claiming to be. Uh, you know, being discriminated against just for the way I look. 
<laughs> I'm, discriminated, I'm discriminated against for how tall I am. There's a difference. Uh, that's fair. Um, also, a fun, a fun part about looking at um, population charts is when you get like random jumps. So like looking at uh, Germany's population over the last 50 years, there's just a random jump between 1990 and 91 that, you know, obviously it's like, it's not explained in the chart, but like you get to be like, ah, yes, something happened. Cool. Yeah. How about, uh, you said it goes back 60 years? Give or take. So it doesn't go back like. Nope. 80 years. Sure doesn't. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I wouldn't call that a jump, but I would definitely be interested to see the explanation for the, uh, you know, they were on vacation. Yeah, on the entire country. Uh, we were on vacation. We were visiting B- Bavaria. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly in 1945, everybody retired to Argentina. Who knew? Weird. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, in, in the name of Daddy Davies, Hyun Min Sun, and the Holy Spirit, uh, I, think, I think that I'm excited about this. Like for, from actually like from like a tactical standpoint, I actually think that this is a good hire. Um, but also the jokes... The jokes write themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of material. But also, like, from a tactical standpoint, I agree with you. I, I'm i not as big of a fan of defensive football as you are. Um, mm-hmm. we, we tend to align on uh, appreciation for defensive football. But defensive football, I like seeing um, – the only kind of, like, defensive teams I like to see are, like, teams that have a deep back line that like to absorb. and But the, in order for me to appreciate that – you have to have a killer counterattack. So yep. I would prefer to watch, as somebody who's going to watch minimum half of the Spurs games, probably closer to 75%, uh, I'd prefer to watch, you know, attacking attacking soccer. Yeah. So I, I think that that's what we're going to get. Um, I think that his his wingbacks, he really likes them to get forward. So you're you're going to be playing with a true three-back, not like, how some people are like, ah, it's a three four three, and it's like, no, it's a five two three, right, or a five four one. Um, yeah, so I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he trusts. And I assume the first couple of first couple of matches, first couple of weeks, are going to be uh, frustratingly similar to kind of the last couple of matches we saw with Jose, because he's going to have to figure out how much he trusts his back line to, to you know, actually absorb pressure and absorb uh, other teams' attackers. But once I assume once he gets comfortable with that, um, it's going to be a lot more. Okay, those three guys are fine. You guys all go score. But that's that's seven of us. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Seven what? of you and seven of you are on the attack, and then everybody who like survived the Jose era is going to be like, wait, we're allowed to do that? <laughs> it's Have like- more than three guys on this side of the fifty? What? <laughs> It, it was like that. The there was like a, I think it was the second game under Ryan Mason, where Gareth Bale started and played, you know, eighty minutes, and like there was a moment like, and you saw him like looking around and be like, wait a minute, nobody's gonna yell at me. Awesome, and then he went and scored two goals because that's who he is as a person. <laughs> um, I'm allowed to be on this side of the box. I don't have to get back on defense. Excellent. I want to play for this manager more. Um. So, so I, th- I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be good. Um, and also, I guess the, the other thought is, is maybe he, because you're playing with a three back, maybe he, he puts Hoybier as that center back. Um, and, it lo- and it's almost like a 4-3-3 instead of a 3-4-3. Three, three. 
Um, but I don't know. It, it, it'll depend on exactly how much he wants his wing backs to get forward and how much he expects um, his center backs to play in the buildup. But um, I think ultimately, I think that this is, this is not as bad of a hire as you would expect after 75 days of not yeah, after And like, was it four people publicly accepting, but then not accepting the job? Yeah, there were four. I think it was Conti, Fonseca, uh, Gattuso, and uh, you. And me. Yeah, well, I publicly accepted. Nobody has actually uh, told me I can't do the job yet. So good luck, Daniel Levy, getting me out of the stadium whenever the, the on August 13th or whenever the uh, campaign kicks off. Yeah, uh, and also, I just got to say, like, and we, we didn't talk about him because I don't trust um, our, our, our powers. But Jurgen Klinsmann was like actively, actively campaigning for this job. And I was like, we're not talking about this. This isn't real. If I don't talk about it, it's not real. Yeah, no, if you, ne- if you don't give it oxygen, it can't hurt you or something uh, along those lines. Yes. So uh, thank you very much to Daniel Levy. Not, not for any other reason than just not hiring Jurgen Klinsmann because I, I don't think I could deal with it. Uh, well, no, but I think it would have been funny, so. And as, as, as we like to say, we're here for the jokes. So, uh, so I think, I think that, um, I think that we can sign off in the name of Ben, Hyungmin, and Nuno. Amen. (laughs) How you doing coach? I'm doing great today, coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out, completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like... You got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy you're just not that good at it it's all right and we when we say you we mean the royal you listener not just you asa uh or you greg right uh and not just you greg you greg but you greg greg Burt. who who i assume listens does do we have confirmation that greg burhalter listens to the podcast we have confirmation that a greg listens to the podcast why do we need a second one i mean you certainly don't need an extra g no, that's just, right. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, 
So here's here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're... we're we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So do, do you want to do you want to do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So. Dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. How you doing, Coach? Uh, I have returned from my football football exile, and I am feeling very good about the takes that have been simmering. Uh, for starters, you and I both, and I blame Nick for this, fell for a uh, breaking news segment today in which we learned that Adam Gase is not actually going to be a high school offensive coordinator in Ypsilanti, Michigan, but the ease with which everybody just believed, oh yeah, he's not going to be the head coach. He's demanding full offensive control and he wants to fire a high school teacher as his quarterback coach. Like we should not have all fallen for that as easily as we did, but like that just screams Adam Gase's personality so much that I was like, oh yeah, no, 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 that definitely, that checks out. He's not, he would, he would settle for a lesser role, but he would want more control, including firing, you know, a high school teacher who's probably depending on the $8,000 stipend or whatever he gets for coaching one position group of the entire year. <laughs> so, um, so for those of you who didn't, who aren't enmeshed in New York Jets Twitter, some like a podcaster at uh, NYJ Matt, like, sent out a tweet that like Adam Gase will be the offensive coordinator at uh, Lincoln high school, which in Ypsilanti, Michigan, if you've heard of Lincoln high school, it's because Imani Bates played there for a hot second before he started his own school and then committed to Michigan state and then didn't commit to Michigan state. Anyways. Um, so he tweeted out that he was going to be the offensive coordinator. And then like 20 minutes later, he was like, not a done deal. Still negotiating over the quarterbacks coach who's a um, AP, history. <laughs> AP history teacher. And then like 20 minutes later, it was like, 
Yeah, I got some bad information from a lunch lady, so <laughs> not real. Uh, and I mean, the, the, our, the, the best part about that is that we actually know an administrator at that high school. So obviously we in, immediately bombarded him with like, what the hell? Why weren't you? Why weren't we? <laughs> why did you tell us about this? Like, what the hell's going on? And he was all just like, oh, yeah, no, that, that's troll. Like, actually, what did he start telling? He started telling us about his golf game. It's like, dude, I don't care. Adam Gates <laughs> is allegedly a high school offensive coordinator at your in your district. I need more information. And then he's just like, call me like, oh, yeah, that's a troll. It's like, no, he's got sources and it came out. He's a troll. Cool. Um, and, and I think actually the, the initial response as I, I think that I don't remember if it was you or me, to be honest, but one of us like texted him was like, dude, what the hell? Why didn't you tell us about Adam Gase? And I think his response was, who is Adam Gase? Yes. No. And I, I can't tell if that's a troll because like that individual is not very fully enmeshed in the NFL as we, as much as we are, but yeah, he's a, he's a college fan. Yeah. But he's also a Michigan state graduate. As well as Adam Gates. So, like, you would think there's not many, you know, former NFL head coaches who have a degree from the university, from Michigan State University. Damn, that was close. Uh, <laughs> but, so, like, you think he would, like, keep tabs on that? Yeah, I, 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 but see, what I wanna know is I wanna know if this podcaster, because there are two options, right? On the one hand, this podcaster could have made this up and thought it was funny. And, like, in which case, like, all right, fine. Twitter's for jokes. Um, but if this dude seriously got, like, bamboozled by a lunch lady, that is the funniest shit in the world. I, like, so I don't want to burst your bubble, but... <laughs> Dramatic pause. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't want to burst your bu- bubble, but I, like, I'm assuming it's the first one. Is he was just like, ah, watch what I can do with uh, this limited scope. Right, but let's. But I am absolutely here for the rumor that a lunch lady decided to shoot her shot, ask for like five hundred dollars for the information, and then just disappears into the wind. Because what the hell is NYJ Matt gonna do to try and find a lunch lady from Lincoln High School in Ypsilanti, Michigan? And that's like that's 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 what I'm hoping for is because one, you'd have to have a lunch, and he said lunch lady. We're not assuming the gender of this uh, person. If this lunch lady um, actually did this, like, think about, like, the levels of hilarity involved in that. Because, like, okay, one, this lunch lady has to know this podcaster. Two, this lunch lady has to know who Adam Gase is on site. Because that was the story. She thought she saw him in the lunchroom signing something. Three, this lunch lady was like, nah, nah, watch this. And... And and like I just think that's so funny. Like I I, I want this this probably fictional lunch lady. Like I want to buy her lunch. And like <laughs> what happened? Not not in her own cafeteria. Though. Uh, well, is it so? Is it funnier if it actually is a lunch lady that did this, or if it's just some lady who was just like, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm the I'm the lunch lady. That's I saw him signing something in the lunch room. Or if it's just <laughs> some lady was like. This idiot will, will Venmo me $500 if I just tell him. Like, what small podcasts should we start DMing with information? Like, oh, yeah, no, I saw Peyton Manning signing a document in uh, New Orleans Catholic. He's going to be the next head coach. I uh, can get $100 out of that easily. Uh, as, as the proprietors of a small podcast, we cannot afford $100 for, for information. <laughs> uh, no. 
yeah, so when we're not going to fall for any of that. But we can offer the other people information for $100 and then thus build up our own reputation as the stalwarts of truth. Right. And like, like we'll just slowly poison every other podcast with terrible information. And right. so until it's just <laughs> us left standing. We will be we will be the only podcast. Not only are we the only football football mashup podcast, but just the only one. Yeah. And then that makes us the media. Like and not like part of the media. We would be the media. Because every media member must have a podcast. And so if we ruin the credibility of everybody else's podcast, uh it's funny how quickly this turned into a production meeting about how to expand our market share. <laughs> yeah, you hear that, Ira Glass? We're that? coming for you. We're coming for you, Ira. <laughs> we know. Well, we don't know where you are. We know, like, NPR's got an office. We can figure it out. Yeah, but do, do you think he's re- he's probably remote? I mean, yeah, but he's remote out of there. He, he's going to be remote out of New York City. So, like. Just kind of like, kinda, no, this is getting way too stalkerish. Uh, <laughs> so how about right, those pivot. jets, though, man? Pivot, pivot, pivot. Uh, I think, I think the the so so the implications of this are really funny. But let's talk about like which coach or player, like you know, to steal from someone who I don't particularly read anymore. Like who who has entered the the coaching Tyson zone? Besides Adam Gase, besides Adam Gase, like, uh, like it, well, it depends on how it depends on how broad you want to give that term, um, because you could convince me that Lane Kiffin is doing a lot of different types of things, but they're all like generally in service of kind of being better at football. Uh, um, Adam Gase could do like a lot of yeah, okay, and other things, but like yeah, I'm just saying you could you could convince me that Lane Kiffin's doing a lot of different kind of stuff. But, like, I think the obvious answer, and sorry, it's not NFL-related, but it's, it's Mike Leach. I would yeah. believe, and I would believe Mike, like, you could tell me anything about Mike Leach other than he's showing his players uh, the utmost respect, and I'd be like, that checks out. That's, uh, I can see Leach doing that. I think, I think Leach falls under the category of someone like, there's nothing you could tell me about Mike Leach that, that would surprise me other than the things that would be, like, super normal like if you told me like oh yeah mike leach um gives his coaches the month of july sort of off to let them go you know on vacation and he spends a lot of that time doing some self-scouting and really behaving like a normal college football coach like that would be like "Uh, are you sure whereas if you told me yeah mike leach has four plays and three of them are variations of mesh i'd be like yep yep that sounds right Uh, I thought that was an established truth already. He only has four plays, and three of them are basically the same thing. Uh, So my understanding is that he actually has five plays. One of them is four verts. One of them is mesh. One of them is inside zone. Um, I think that he has a smash. Uh, But no, no, sorry, that smash goes with mesh. Never mind. Yep. I'm actually trying, for whatever reason, I watched, like, multiple Mississippi State games this past year, and I'm actually trying to think. Like, he has so few plays that I'm able to recognize, like, oh, yeah, they ran this one last drive. Or, like, and usually with, like, a t- with most time when I'm watching football, I can recognize, like, basic schemes, but not, like, specific plays because teams have hundreds of hundreds of plays. So, like, right. I might not see one for three weeks. But, like, I'm seeing enough in Mike Leach games where I'm like, oh, yeah, they've already run this. Right. And it's like, I, I think, like, the funny thing is, is that, like, it's it's 
because remember when he came from Washington State, everybody's like, oh, is the air raid going to work in the SEC? Like SEC has this, you know, defensive thing, but like, oh, it's worked everywhere. And then uh, I think it was like the second game Mississippi State played because because remember they like they blew out. I want to say LSU. Yeah, um, that's it. And then in the second game, I want to say it was like Kentucky, uh, or maybe right. maybe Tennessee or something. And they just like dropped eight every time, and Mississippi State couldn't score because they didn't have an ability to do anything other than mesh, four verts, and inside zone. And like, if you don't have more than three plays, like dropping eight, having the inside linebackers like watch for counter, like you're dead. Like it doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't well, it's also work. frustrating to watch because, I mean, his, the front line – let's just say Kentucky because I think that's right. But, like, if Kentucky's going to give you six yards a carry, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Take your six yards. Like, eventually <laughs> they're going to creep back up, and then all of a sudden, holy shit, four verse works again. Like, it's, it's not that hard. We can teach an eight-year-old how to do this with an outdated version of NCAA football. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like that's, that's the crazy thing about this is that like, you know, people talk about like, oh, football, it's not that complicated. Football is incredibly complicated from a schematic point of view. Um, anybody, anybody who ever says like a player is dumb, um, almost, almost always that person doesn't know what they're talking about because like to understand a football playbook is incredibly difficult, right? They're, they're, They're very, they're very, very rarely dumb. A lot of time what people are calling dumb is just lazy. Right, either lazy or um, or 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 new to a, a, a program or, you know, whatever. But like specific it, scheme. It, but like the, yeah. the, the big examples are like the um, the wide receivers that get called dumb because they're not good route runners. It's not that they're dumb; it's that they're you know they never bothered to learn how to run the routes. They 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 uh, survived on being bigger, taller, stronger, more athletic than everybody else they played up to that point. So they never really learned how to run a route. You're, but they know the dumb. route. He understands the concept. He's just not necessarily – he hasn't put in, you know, 10 years of practice getting separation. He's just been taller. So uh, they're not dumb. They're not dumb. Right. Except. <laughs> Except. It's possible to be dumb and play for Mike Leach. Because, yes. like, for if, if, you're, if you're a quarterback, okay, and you're playing for Mike Leach, you've got three plays and two keys. It's like, okay, it's mesh, watch the, watch the, the, the strong side linebacker. Is, is it smash? Okay, watch the weak side linebacker. Oh, it's four verts, watch the middle of the field safety. That's right. it. And the like, hilarious look. part about that is that his quarterback, just at least start the year, right, was uh, the Stanford, was the Stanford yeah. transfer. KJ Costello. Yeah. Um, Buddy, you are, I, I, I don't usually say this about uh, football players, but you are wildly overqualified for that position. <laughs> yeah, like, and 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 it's so it's so interesting because again, like, to read a defense is incredibly hard. Like, I don't, I I I watch football, you know, with it with as as much of a technical and analytical mind as I can, um, because I find it's more interesting. But like, it's incredibly hard to read a defense. And if you want to know how hard it is to read a defense, go back to that game with the Denver Broncos. Remember, they brought in. Uh, the wide receiver who was the quarterback who was yeah it? I don't it remember like, I don't remember his name it was Kendall Brooks I think he was that's a quarterback Kendall at, yeah Kendall something yeah I think it, I want to say Kendall Brooks but that's probably wrong um so he was he was Kendall Hinton Hinton that's um it. yeah uh so he was the a quarterback at, at Wake Forest yeah. um he played the position and he hadn't played it in a year 
and he was asked to come in and, and run the team for, for a week. And he threw awfully. And yep. it's not that he, he's not talented. I mean, he is. He played quarterback at a Division One Power 5 school. He can play the position. But it is so hard and so complicated to read a defense, especially at that level, but even at the college level. I mean, the SEC defenses aren't, you know, they're, they're less complicated, but they're not substantially less complicated. Um, it's incredibly hard. Um, and Mike Leach, to his credit, makes it incredibly easy. But the thing about making something incredibly easy is that it's incredibly easy to stop. Right. Like, if it's incredibly easy for your own players to understand, it is also incredibly easy for your opposing players to understand. Right. And opposing coaches who then can easily scheme ways to not let that affect them. Right. And it's, and it's not like it's, it's um, you know, every college offense is, is super complicated. I mean, like there's, that was like the book on uh, Urban Meyer's wide receivers is that they couldn't do sight reads, but that's the point is that the assumption coming out of college is that wide receivers will look at a defense, read it and make adjustments based on that read. And the fact that, that Urban Meyer's wide receivers and to a lesser extent, Ryan Day's wide receivers were like, no, 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 you, this is your route. You run your route. As long as you know your route, that's what you run. And if it comes, it comes. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, You still need to know your route. (laughs) Like you still need to understand the play. Okay. This is where I set up. This is blah, 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 blah. But like in the, in the leech system and and in, you know, the, the version of the air raid that he's chosen to run, like you're asking your, your players to do nothing. Um, so I think that that's, that's an in- incredibly funny aspect of this whole thing, um, is that, is that they've decided, so uh, I don't even remember how we got, oh, right. Uh, what other coach? So, so that's that a college was- coach. I'm trying, I've been, so while, while we've been talking about, I've been trying to figure out, uh, the NFL equivalent and like, there's a, there's a couple of ones that come, come to mind. Uh, there's that former Dolphins assistant who filmed himself doing cocaine and then send it to the the prostitute in Nevada as like a way of him, like (laughs) saying like, look, I'm the fun guy. Um, (laughs) I believe that man is now employed by the San Francisco 49ers. Well, it makes Uh, sense. I mean, if you want to do cocaine, he still counts. Um, I'm trying to think about who else. Uh, Any really defensive coordinator who like, who was a defensive coordinator in the late 2000s to early 2010s. Like you could tell me, Dick Durant, because Dick Durant believes all these completely insane uh, conspiracy theories. So you could tell me, like, oh, yeah, Dick Durant's calling himself Q now. Like, he will only respond to Q. I'd be like, yeah, that, that checks out. Um, and, and to be clear, like, all football coaches, to get to that level of football coach, um, you have to be a little bit crazy. Like, just as an as a, as a occupational necessity, because it, it takes so much energy and so much time and so much thought. Um, but like crazy or singular minded, like uh, Belichick, I guess Belichick is his own kind of crazy, but like, he's more of a singular minded kind of a thing where like, if you try and have a conversation with him that doesn't involve football or let's just give him lacrosse for the benefit of doubt. Like I have to imagine it's like talking to an eight year old, like he could break down all of these different kinds, like he can break down the ways that punting changed in the 1940s and how that evolution came to him wanting mostly left footed punters in the year 2021. But mm-hmm. like, if you ask him, how does compound interest work? <laughs> uh, he'll be like, I've 
fuck if I know. That's what my wife's for. Right. And, and like it, it and it's like and also like how you present it. Like I think that if you asked uh, Nick Saban about geometry, like geometry on the page, you'd be like, I have no idea. But if you're like, OK, what is the angle needed for you to cover three over two on a weak side? And he'd be like 36 degrees. Yeah. Like, how would you know that was 36 degrees? Well, it's blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, you're you're a spatial genius. Cool. Right. Yeah. I think it's very similar to I believe it's um, the Simpsons did this with Barney, where he can't do anything in terms of like if you ask him a straight question, he has no idea. But if you ask him that question uh, in terms of beer, all of a sudden he can answer any like any mathematical question ever posed to him. Right. It's like it's like goodwill hunting. But instead of it being a, a janitor who understands like chaos math, it's a bunch of really, really, really highly educated people who can't understand basic algebra. If you don't put that basic algebra in terms of salary cap. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, I want to I want to end on one thing here. OK. Would you if if I told you the following, would you be surprised? Or would you believe it was true? If I told you that head coach of the Lions, Dan Campbell, was arrested for cannibalism, would you believe it? No, uh, despite the fact that he is a well, well-known well uh, knee-biter, I don't think he would actually... Uh... Well, I guess this comes down to, and this is going to get super nerdy because you put two lawyers on this question, What <laughs> what's the legal definition of cannibalism? Does he have to consume it or does he just have to bite them? Because I would 100% believe you can get him on an assault and battery case for biting somebody's kneecap. I don't think he would actually rip the flesh off and try and consume it, which I assume is what you have to do in order to, in order to catch a uh, cannibalism charge. Special thank you to Greg once again for dropping by slash doing his general job as co-host. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, the Anchor app, as well as the Smith Merck Forest Management Group. Um, you can find us on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS, where we are talking about football, football, uh, everything that comes up. There were some basketball tweets today, baseball occasionally over the summer. Um, we don't have an Instagram. We're working on it. We'll get that uh, shortly. Uh, next episode, we will talk about the Gold Cup roster, which uh, likely has dropped by the time you're listening to this, unless you're listening to this very early in the morning. Um, but uh, once again, thank you to our listeners. Um, if you could like, subscribe, give us five stars on Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us, we would greatly appreciate it. So uh, as always, thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.